No thank you flour, no thank you pasta. Okay, what am I talking about? Hey, this is Celiac, Gluten-Free Living with Deb. Welcome to my podcast where we talk about all things gluten-free. I was diagnosed with celiac disease 16 years ago as an adult, and I went from having no idea what to do, overwhelmed, stressed, to fully functioning, happy, healthy, living a gluten-free lifestyle. So I want to help you do the same thing. So welcome. If you found this podcast, would you please rate the show five stars so other people just like you can find the show faster, write a review, tell me what you like about the show. I'd really appreciate it. All right. What am I talking about? Flour and pasta. Listen, so, you know, when you're eating gluten-free or if you have celiac disease, things get a little bit complicated when you live with other people. And, uh, you kind of learn your way around the kitchen and try to satisfy, you know, your needs in addition to other people's needs and tastes and things like that. It gets a little bit tricky, but at the same time, you have to be safe and I don't know. So there's certain things that I have just, I mostly do because it makes my life easier and I feel safer. Number one, um, pasta. It's a pain for me. Like if I'm going to cook pasta, waiting for that pot to boil, and you know cooking up that pasta and I just don't feel like doing it twice honestly I'm just busy and so you know I don't normally make a pot full of gluten-full pasta and a pot full of gluten-free pasta typically if I'm going to make any kind of pasta I usually just make it a gluten-free and that's what everybody has so and same thing with lasagna I buy the gluten-free those lasagna pasta sheets or whatever. I buy the gluten-free oven-ready ones um, that I can get at my local grocery store. I'm lucky enough to get it. Maybe you can get it online. I don't know. But for some reason, pasta to me, just it's just easier to make one big pot of pasta and have everyone eat it. Plus, sometimes I just don't want a whole big pot for myself because then I have to eat it all and it might just be a little bit too much or I may not feel like it. So I have introduced pasta, gluten-free pasta to the other people in my family who have accepted it and will eat it. And um, they like it okay. So that's just one time-saving time saving tip is make something gluten-free and share it with other people. Share it with other people in your household. And encourage them to try it because sometimes people are a little bit scared or worried about trying things that are gluten-free. But coax them to try it. They might even realize it's not so bad. The other thing that I try not to keep in my kitchen, if possible, is flour, like wheat flour. Or any kind of flour with gluten in it. Um, I don't like to bake up things with wheat in it if I can help it. Number one, well, mainly because... I don't think it's healthy to breathe in because if you have celiac disease and you ingest gluten or gluten gets into your GI tract, then you're going to have that autoimmune response and um, it's just not healthy, uh, right, to get sick like that. So <clears throat> if you're breathing in flour, there's you have a higher chance of doing that. Like you could inhale it through your mouth and through your nose and it could get in there. And the last thing you want is to feel a reaction because you were baking something uh, that had wheat flour in it. So I, as a general practice, okay, I try not to bake things with wheat flour for the most part. I'm not perfect, but I try not to. Um, the thing I would bake most often is uh, pancakes and waffles. So I have found that gluten-free mix, I, I personally love the Pamela's baking 
mix. That is my favorite one for waffles and pancakes. I just, I always have that on hand for waffles and pancakes. And my family has grown to really love that Pamela's baking mix as well. So if I'm making waffles or pancakes, I'm using that bake mix and it turns out really delicious and good. Um, so that's what I always keep for that. Now, when we make cookies, oftentimes, well, I don't try not to eat too many cookies, even though I love cookies, <laughs> but my kids love fresh baked chocolate chip cookies. And I try not to make those very often either. But if I do, I generally try to get the um, cookie dough. So all we have to do is put the cookie dough on the baking sheet and bake it and you got fresh baked cookies. And I'm not mixing up flours and breathing things in, okay? And if I'm making cakes for other people, I generally again try to buy a ready-made cake. Um, but I have in the past, I confess, made, got like the boxed cake, a regular cake, Duncan Hines or whatever it is, <clears throat> that has wheat flour in it and made it uh, before for a birthday party. I don't know if that was the best choice, but I have done it before, so I understand. Um, sometimes you gotta take shortcuts. But um, as a general rule, I don't like to bake regularly with wheat flour. Um, and so, anyways, so that's what I do. Uh, so I encourage you to think about what can you do to make your practice easier living gluten-free? Maybe you can encourage your family to try some of the food you're trying so you don't have to work so hard. Also consider your health. How much flour do I really want to be breathing in? Consider those little things and what kind of modifications you can do. Like maybe the getting that cookie dough instead of like whipping up a batch of cookies. What can you do to modify a little bit what you do to make it safer and more convenient for you? I hope this message resonates with you. I hope you have an amazing day. Would you please rate the show five stars so other people like you can find the show faster? Write a review. Tell me what you like about the show. Have an amazing day. Namaste.